Matthew chapter 5, we're going to read together beginning at verse 13 and read down through verse 16. Matthew chapter 5, we're reading from that portion, most commonly called the Sermon on the Mount. Ye are the salt of the earth. But if the salt have lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing, but to be cast out, and to be trodden under foot of men. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on an hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Morning, I want us to consider the 16th verse, particularly that first phrase where we are admonished of the Lord Jesus to let our lights shine. May the Lord help us as we would consider these things today. Before we go any further, let's just ask the Lord to meet with us and bless his word to us for Jesus' sake. Father in heaven, now we would pray that you will bless the word of God. We pray that you will use it by the power of the Spirit of God to draw us unto thyself, to draw us away from ourselves the things that do so easily beset us. We would pray that thou wouldst let us sit at your feet and hear your voice. Lord, we don't want to hear the voice of anybody else. We don't need to hear the voice of anybody else. We must not hear any other voice. For all other voices are the voices of the hired servants. Or it could be the voice of just one who is a sounding brass or tinkling cymbal. Lord, we don't know, but we want to hear the voice of the Savior in the Word, and we would pray that thou wouldst then send the Spirit of God to take up the Word and apply it to our hearts. Lord, I would pray that thou wouldst overrule all that has to do with man. We pray that you will overrule all that has to do with our poor, ignorant minds. We pray that you will cause us to be those who are able to hear the voice of Christ in the Word. To that end, I pray that thou wouldst help me as I serve, and I pray that thou wouldst overrule all that has to deal with me, and allow that which is only of Christ to be presented in the time today. Lord, bless us and meet with us. Allow us to hear. Allow us to heed. Allow us to believe. Allow us to hold. We pray all in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. Matthew chapter 5 begins with the words, And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain. And when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying. Now those words are very significant because they establish a very simple important background for what the Lord says in the following verses. Let me explain. First, we are told that there were multitudes. Here, 
was the gathering not of just a handful of people. It was not just a lot of people. It was not just a multitude. It was multitudes, which would mean that it was perhaps a whole host that were perhaps Because of what the Lord does for them, but what he says within their hearing. He speaks in the hearing of the multitudes. What you have in Matthew chapter 5 and Matthew chapter 6 is not just for a select number of people. It's understood as the broad message of God. Of the Lord. As such, we must be. 
heed. We must listen. We must do. We must act. We must incorporate these words in our lives. This is the expectation of the Lord Jesus for all. giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Well, there's two things that are set forth right there, right before us. Whatsoever you do in what? Word or deed. In other words, whatever you say, whatever comes out of you, as what, as well as Whether it's thought, word, or deed. 
among whom also we all had our conversation in time past in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. That is how the world acts. That's darkness. Our conversation is to be the opposite, or as Philippians 1.27 says. Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ. That whether I come and see you or else I be absent, I may hear of your affairs, that ye stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. ourselves, does this then, the area of which we're talking, have anything to do with our minds? You let the light shine in your own mind. Whatsoever you do, whatsoever you do, whether you think it, whether you say it, whether you do it. How about our talk, the way we talk? Is the way we talk something that reflects the Lord Jesus or not? Let me just say, the answer is yes. But it's not only talking about what you say, but oftentimes also the way you say it. How about how we present ourselves? How do you present yourself before the eyes of all that are around you? Is how you present yourself? showing you, or showing something that you wish you were. How about our witness? Does that have anything to do with our conversation, our light shining? Should we be afraid to tell somebody about the Lord Jesus? Should we be hesitant when somebody actually says something against the Lord Jesus? Should we be afraid to say, listen, I'm of the Jesus says, let your light so shine before men. The first thing we have to understand is that the light given of God. Let your light so shine. Now here's the simple truth. There is not one believer. Mark this down. In your there is not one single believer, and if you're trusting in the Lord Jesus, this means there's not one believer that does not have the light of the Lord Jesus shining within him. That's a of all that believe. Any man who trusts the Lord Jesus has the light of Christ in his heart. That is absolute. Well, you may argue that you don't have much in you that is able to know this is shining. 
lot of us would have to say, when I look at myself, I can't see a whole lot of things that are shining. You might even say, I've got a lot of things that are wrong with me. Again, we all do. You may say, well, I have little faith. I can't shine. I, I mean, I'm not very bright in my shining for the Lord Jesus. I have little faith. I, I sometimes doubt a lot. I sometimes have wonderings whether the Lord Jesus loves me. I have troubles with my faith. Another man might say, well, I have troubles with my knowledge. I, don't, I'm, I'm, I, I shine when I don't know a lot of things. I just don't have a lot of, you know, I don't know theology, and I haven't been saved long. Or Another man might say, I'm worse than the other two. I have little zeal. I have little care. I have little concern for the things that are eternal. I have little concern for the fact that there are thousands and millions who are going you were hot or cold, but because you're not hot or cold, I'm going to spew you out of my mouth. He's describing me, you might say. And then there might be one who pipes up at the end and says, I've got you all beat because I have little love for Christ. A lot of love for self. A lot of love for the world, but I have little love for Christ. So I, of all the people that you're talking about, I don't have a light with me. No. Things may be all these things may be true. You may be able to say, you know what, every one of the things you just described is me. They may all be true, but it's not only true of you all uh, of you singularly, but it's true of us all. That is the only thing here that could be true, perhaps, of us in and of ourselves. There is not any of us, and let me say it this way. Stellar. You know the word stellar? You know what stellar is? It's amazing to me how the world has taken that imagery and assigned it for perhaps the most ungodly of people. He's a star. Well, no, he's well, He's anything but a star. Maybe a, a dark star? A dark a star of darkness? Promoting the things of the world? Promoting things that are leading men to ungodliness? Many are that. Well, anyway, I'm just... But none of us are spiritual stars. None of, not one of us. None of us shine bright. In and of ourselves, we are altogether no, nothing. Nothing! Now. What good could it possibly be for you to present that we are all dim? That we are all those who don't shine very well in and of ourselves. It's certainly not encouraging. Well, the reason is simple. The Lord knows. The Lord Jesus, when he says this to these multitudes, the Lord Jesus knows that this is the case with all of us and says that we have a light of truth shining in us anyway. We are trusting in the Lord Jesus despite what we are, the light of the Lord is in us anyway. The brightness 
strike within us does not mean no, because we have arrived at some pinnacle of character. It is distressing to me that so many are preaching character building to the people of God, as if building your character is going to make you shine in this dark, benighted world. I'm not preaching against having a good character, but I'm just here to tell you that the shining in your heart and in your life doesn't have much to do with you. In fact, it doesn't have anything to do with you. It has only to do with Christ in you. We have the light, or as Paul calls it, the treasure in earthen vessels. Now, you think about that. Earthen vessel. In other words, all that we are is clay. Do you, you understand that? Do you ever... Which one do you think is prettier? A nice painted porcelain pot or an old clay flower pot? We say, well, the porcelain's pretty, yeah. But you and I are the clay. We are the clay. And many of us would have to say, and marred clay at that. We are worth nothing in and of ourselves. But. light is Christ in you, the hope of glory. The Lord Jesus in you, the grace of God that comes to you, the power of the Spirit of God that fills your heart and works in spite of you. That light that the Lord allows to be seen in a redeemed heart who's been changed by the grace of God and speaks not because he's like man, but because he's more like Christ. That light is what the Lord Jesus is bidding us to let shine. It is something that has been given to us of God. Light. Now you might say, well, but think of it, a preacher. Light is not such a great weapon. It's not like words. You know. Let me ask you this. When Gideon and his men rushed down the hill, what was their chief weapon? something that you're without. And I would say this, we are to stop acting as if we did not have any resource to be used of God. Stop it. Stop it, Christian. Thinking that you don't have something that can be used of God. You do. The light of Christ in your heart. Let it shine. Now that is the first point the Lord's words to all that would hear him that day as he sat on the mountainside. Let your light go. Second, 
have a place for the light to shine that is chosen by God. You have a place for the light to shine that is chosen by God. For men. The light that we have been given is a witness before the eyes of men. It is a ministry that we have been given. As such, it is, therefore, a ministry that we all can do. Huh? I can minister before? Yes, you can. You can be a light before men. We can live showing Christ within us. The Apostle Paul comments to the Corinthians on this very subject. I'm going to read you a couple of verses that Paul says to the Corinthians about light, a life, what it does with men, and the fact that even those who are not really all that good or strong can be a part. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3, it says, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. Now there's a tremendous responsibility for us, isn't it? If our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. For we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God, not of us. Paul is saying to the Corinthians, you can shine. Now, who were the Corinthians? Well, if you read the book of Corinthians, especially the book of 1 Corinthians, you realize these people were people who had a lot of difficulty shining for Christ. They were so filled with themselves and the things of this grievous sins found its way among them. saying you are to shine. You've had these battles, you've had these struggles, you've had these issues, you've had these failures, but the light is still to shine from you. They were to live with Christ in them. And Paul is setting forth it is fairly possible, but more than that, it is called for. You know, sometimes, though, the place for our light to shine doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. Let me give you a bit of an instance. Remember in the book of Acts, um, Paul and Silas were arrested for preaching Christ and for delivering a woman who was possessed with the devil from that devil. And the people that were making money using her divination were angered and convinced that Paul and Silas should be thrown into prison. And it says in the book of Acts that at midnight when they were in the prison, they sang to the Lord. May I put it to you this way? 
darkness of their prison cell, they were shining light. They let their light shine in the dark at midnight. And what happened? Do you remember what happened? Does anybody remember what happened in that time? They sang, and then what happened? I think somebody such an earthquake that the doors were affected that seemed like the whole place had come undone. The whole place had come undone. But it says, as the earthquake had happened, and the jailer thinking that because he saw the whole place undone that everybody had escaped, he was about to kill himself. Paul calls himself and calls and says, Don't do yourself any harm. We're all here. The point that I would like to make, it says that the jailer awoke. <laughs> there was light that day, that night. The jailer awoke. And I would say he didn't awake just physically, but he awoke spiritually. And it says, And he called for a light. Well, that's and asked, sirs, what must be saved? I would say that day the jailer didn't call for just a life, but he called for the life. What must I do to be saved? Simply this. What was the tool that was used by God? bring that man to come to the conclusion that he needed to ask that question. You say, well, it was the earthquake. No, the earthquake was a tool used by God to shake the prison up, but it wasn't the thing that caused him to come in and ask what must he do to be saved. It was the fact that the light was shining from Paul and Silas that night, allowing what was in them to shine forth, as it were. Sometimes the Lord will ask you, light shine in an unusual place. In a place where you might think, I, I don't know what the good of it would be here. Four men. Four may seem to be the most unlikely of men. You let your light shine. Third thing I want us to see is this. You have in these words of the Lord Jesus a reason that the light is supposed to shine. You have a reason why we are supposed to shine. That they may see your good and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Here's the great reason for letting your light shine. And again I would say notice that it has nothing to do with you. Nothing are not to shine so that men notice us. The Lord Jesus comments on that in the next chapter. If you were to look over in chapter 6 of Matthew, continuation of the Sermon on the Mount, it says in verse 3, For when thou dost thine alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth, that thine alms may be in secret. In other words, when your light shines, don't do it for yourself. And thy father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. And when thou prayest, 
Thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. The Lord Jesus is making it plain. When you shine, when you do that which is for the glory of God, when you seek to serve the Lord, you're doing it. Not to be seen of men. But also understand this, that what you do in this life does not only affect yourself, and it not only affects your family, but all that we do and say affects the sight of Christ in us and the glory of God. And just the smallest of things that you might do in the same thing bring glory to God. What does the Lord Jesus say? If somebody gives a cup of water, I mean, how intensely difficult is that? But to give a cup of water in the Savior's name, and not use the word. The smallest of things, the smallest of words, the smallest of gestures that are like Christ, the smallest ways of loving the brethren, all the different things that you and I might say, well, there's nothing to do with that. light shine for the glory of God to the good of those that are about you. But let me also say this. I'm just going to say this as a side note. We can do right things with a wrong heart. And it has the same effect as if we did wrong. You can say, well, I did the right thing. I let my light shine. Well, you didn't do it with a heart that was like Christ. It's all the same as if you had done wrong. You say, really? How do you believe that? Well, I'll just read to you Romans chapter 14, verse 16 and following. It says, If not then your good be evil spoken of. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. For he that serveth, serveth Christ and is acceptable to God and approved to men. Let us therefore follow after the things which make for peace and the things wherewith one may edify another. It's right to do right. Sometimes I'm going to say it's writer. <laughs> Sometimes if you stick around long enough, you'll see that I point words just to make a point. It is more beneficial to all, particularly your own. lights under a bushel that nobody sees. Well, I have one last thought, and that is this. From this portion of Scripture, we are also told that we have an instruction from God to shine. Really? Yes, it's in one word. Let. Let your 
improves the skills on the mountain was not a suggestion, as I said before. It was an imperative. It was a directive. It was a command. This is not something that you and I have an option about. Let your light shine. Do you believe in the Lord Jesus? Do you believe in the Lord Jesus? I hope every one of you is answering my question. Do you believe in the Lord Jesus? Then you have something that you are called on by God to do. It's not an option for you. It's not a, when I get around to it. It's not a, well, I've got things that I'm doing right now, but I'll come around to later on. No, sir. Let your light so shine. Let your light so shine. Here's the expectation of the Lord. If it's the expectation of the Lord, then we are to give fervent care to doing so. Not just mild. Not just, well, you know, it's not... starts out this chapter immediately before the section that we had just read was our text for reading uh, for our time this morning. The Beatitudes. Blessed, 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 blessed. You're the salt of the earth. Now I expect those that are the blessed ones to let their light so Could you do that? There's blessing. Blessing for your own heart and blessing for the good of the, uh, for the, uh, the good of others. And I say, well, how can I make my light to shine better? How can I actually? You say to let it shine. What should I be doing to make sure that my light is trimmed and bright and ready to be shining in the moment that the Lord would have me? Let me just close by giving you one verse. Psalm 119, verse 130. The entrance of thy words giveth light. The entrance of thy words giveth light. Here's just a very basic, simple truth. You're not going to have a very strong light that shines unless you're in the Word of God. The Word of God is that sharp sword that does its work. Prepares it, that trims the candle, so to speak. It makes us to be able to shine. Helps us. The entrance of thy words giveth light. Light about my own standing and walk with God. Light to what I might shine forth to others and tell them of the truth. Again, words that are spoken by Christ. In the ears of his disciples, but again, not just for them, but for all who had ears to hear. This is the expectation of God. This is the call of God for all who believe. May the Lord help us. May the Lord continue to preach this. May the Holy Spirit not let us, let us alone.
away from those things that thought would cause us to put our light under a bushel. Lord, let us be those that shine for Christ. We pray, help us then. We ask for the ministry of the Spirit of God to continue with us even as we leave this.